Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly. Welcome to UK Property Talk and Money Tips podcast. Well, there's more bad news for the economy this week as the Bank of England raises interest rates for the highest rate in 27 years. They've raised it by 0.5%. That means the highest uh, increase in 27 years. They normally go up by smaller uh, amounts, like quarter percent here and a quarter percent there. But they've jacked it up uh, to one and three quarters now, uh, half a percent, quite a surprise. And they are now saying that the UK is heading into recession, or should I say, they're now admitting that the UK is is heading into recession. And, you know, they are at the steering wheel here. They and the government are the ones steering us into this recession. And obviously, higher interest rates are, are going to push us further into recession, as it has done in the States, uh, where they've already gone two quarters of negative growth. Uh, officially, recession is... Uh, two consecutive quarters of negative growth and and America's already had that we 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 haven't had a negative uh, quarter but we the bank of england now not me are saying that we're heading into recession a lot of us already know that in reality we are in recession because the economy is not growing um now they're also saying that inflation will hit 13% and they were saying 11% before but now they're saying 13% i think by autumn sometime in october it will hit 13%. So that is likely to happen. These are the same people that said uh, inflation was transitory, it was temporary, it would go up a loop and come down again. Somehow, I, I wonder if these guys have even got a clue. I mean, they're all very smart economists and that sort of thing. But I saw the governor, Andrew Bailey, sitting there being interviewed by the press saying, this is a tough time for all of us. Uh, no, Andrew Bailey, it's not a tough time for all of us. It's a tough time for ordinary people, but not for you sitting there uh, on your I think they probably earn hundreds of thousands, if not half a million a year to be the governor of Bank of England, guaranteed pension, guaranteed job for life. You you are not having a tough time. So don't try and empathize with people by saying it's a tough time for all of us. It just doesn't wash with me. Um, now, you, you don't have to have a tough time, by the way. You can make any recession. You can come through it thriving. You don't have to say, well, it's a recession. That's it. I'm giving up. I'm going to just hide under the duvet. Uh, there's no work around. There's nothing around. No, there is work. There's actually employment around. Uh, a lot of people are already doing second jobs to to pay for these higher fuel bills, uh, which is not necessarily the, the, the bank's fault. But the bank inflation already started with money printing, quantitative easing before this this war and before the oil crisis. So let's not no, let's get that one out of the way. Um, so they're saying that we're, we're heading into trouble. Um, interest rates. Uh, um, going up is designed to, to curb inflation. It's a blunt instrument designed to sort of cut down consumer spending. They're also going to offload a load of uh, government bonds or gilts, as we call them here, uh, by 80 billion worth of government bonds in September. Uh, so I guess that will slow things down. Um, but they've got this silly inflation target, I think, of 2%, which, okay, it's fine, but they're going to take measures to meet a 2% inflation target where they could just 
perhaps uh, increase that inflation target, but although they say that is, is the government to decide. They also said that the average inflation rate uh, over the last 20 years has been around 2%, and, in, and rates, interest rates have been around that sort of level. So, look, you know, we're, we're paying now for, for quantitative easing on a mass industrial scale. We're paying for this uh, printing of money, if you, if you like to call it. It's not technically printing of money, but it's a kind of way of creating more money. We're paying for uh, the mistakes made in the last financial crisis when the Bank of England were asleep at the wheel. And because of the, the, the crash then, we are, we've, we've seen quantitative easing since 2008 on a mass scale, which is now causing inflation. And it's causing other problems. It's causing a bubble in the stock market. And it, it could be a bubble in, in the property market as well. It certainly created this bubble. Don't forget, Property transactions in, in June were down 55% uh, on 2021, which means there was this boom created last year by the stamp duty holiday, you know, that Rishi Sunak, who was the hero then, uh, now he's running for prime minister, he doesn't get my vote. Uh, but, you know, that, that's created this bubble that we're in now. And, and now prices have gone so high that, you know, it, it's pushing people out of, of, of the market but mortgage and another thing the bank of england did about a week ago is they they started to relax mortgage affordability rules and i'll, I'll just come back to that in a little while because that, that's quite an interesting thing uh they, they've relaxed the stress test but again if if that had any effect it would it would have the effect of pushing up prices and and creating more inflation wouldn't it it doesn't quite make sense to me uh but uh Interest rates rises should be good for savers, right? But it's not, is it? Because let's face it, the average high street banks, they should be increasing rates. We've had five uh, interest rate rises. That's five banks, NatWest, Halifax. Just remember that, NatWest, Barclays, HSBC. There's been five interest rate increases in the last couple of years. Why haven't your interest, on interest rates for savers gone up significantly as you've put up? credit card uh, borrowing rates. Now, if you've got credit card debt, you need to get that paid off because you're going to be paying 18, 20% on your credit card and earning uh, less than half a percent on your, your savings. So that, that's what's happening. I've, I've written about this. I've said the banks are ripping people off, which they are. Um, and, and millions of savers are really stuck in these accounts because of inertia, because they can't be bothered to move their, their bank account. There's one thing that People will move their electricity account, they'll move all sorts of things, but not their bank account uh, for some reason. And now that the banks are closing down branches all over the place, it's making it even more difficult to go in and talk to someone about even just moving your money from one account to the other and getting a higher uh, rate of return. So what can you do to make the most of your savings? Well, here's three little quick tips for you. Look, look further than the high street banks. The high street banks, frankly, they don't need your money. You know, they've got so much money sloshing about. Uh, they're not that keen on attracting savers. So they, they've never really given very uh, attractive rates. So the well-known banks are not going to pay the high. You have to really look online. You have to look further than the high street banks. Remember also that your, your savings are only protected by the government scheme up to £85,000 per banking license. So if, if you've got um, money, say, with the Halifax and Lloyd's, that's that could be under the same banking license. Don't quote me on that. But certainly if you've got different accounts with, with the same bank, 
then you're only protected up to £85,000 if, if that bank failed. Very unlikely the banks fail, but they have failed in America. We bail out banks here that fail with taxpayers' money, us. Um, but just think about that. You might want to move your money around. The other thing you can do is tie up your money for a bit longer, talk to your bank and say, look, if I put this money with you for six months, a year, um, because like we, I know someone that's got money sitting in the bank, said, I'd just like to have access to it, but do you actually take money out very often? No, but I just want to have access to it. But they won't tie it up, say, to a three-month account or a six-month account. Um, you know, they, they want it in instant access, but it's earning like almost 0%. And, and anyway, even with the money that you tie up for six months, you still get the money. You just lose interest if you pull it out. It doesn't mean it's locked in forever. You know, so use some of these fixed-term schemes, a, a, a bank bond or something like that, or a, a fixed-term ISA to get the higher rates of return for your money. I, I did a one-year ISA a couple of years ago. I got a quite a good return. Um, you know, so look at look at that sort of thing. And if I withdrew, I can still get the money if I need it in an emergency. I would just lose interest on it lose some of the interest that I've got. on it. So it's not the end of the world. Um, alternatively, the third thing is you can look at moving your money out of deposit accounts where your money has been eaten away by inflation at almost 10% a year. So if you've got 100,000 sitting in the bank, by next year, that's really going to be worth 90,000 pounds. Not on paper, yourself, so you've got 100,000 pounds here, Charles. No, it's not. But what can you buy with that 100,000 pounds? 90,000 pounds worth of goods because inflation has made everything more expensive. And the real rate of inflation is probably nearer to 20% if they calculated it in the way that they used to calculate it before they fiddled the figures. So look at that. Um, look at other ways of investing money. I mean, and not everyone wants to go into property, but property is certainly a way of putting your money into something that, that gives you a return on your money, anywhere from 3% in the city areas up to 14, 15% in the Northeast. And, and certainly we've got deals on Open House South Hearts Facebook page offering yields of between 10 and 15%, offering properties up there on auction, starting bids at 29, £30,000 for a house. Some of these houses are already let. Um, there's a house on there for £30,000, already let at uh, nearly 400 a month. There's tenants in there paying rent. Um, and that, that's, I think that worked out at over 10% yield. Uh, something like a 12% yield. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's certainly a better return on your money than sitting in the bank. Even if you've got management charges, even if your boiler breaks down, and you, so your yield is not, okay, it's, you, it's not 12%, it's it's 9%. That's nine times, it's probably more like 18 times the amount you're getting in the bank, and the bank is not giving you any growth either. So to look at that, I'm not, I'm not your financial advisor. I'm not telling you to move your money into stocks and shares or or property, you've got to talk to your own financial advisor about this. But certainly, you can't just afford to let your money sit there in cash forever. I mean, if you're waiting to for the market to drop, like the stock market, and waiting to put your money in the market, fine. But a lot of people have been sitting on cash for years and years and years, and they're literally running out of money. Um, I want to bring in somebody next week to talk about equity release, because that's another way of um, pulling money out of your equity in your property. If you're a little bit older, maybe in your 60s or 70s, you can pull out equity from your uh, property and, and use that money uh, maybe to buy another property, use it to help your children buy a property, your grandchildren to buy a property, or just use it to live on, uh, you know, and, and then that money will be then eventually paid back when you die, 
or when you sell a property. So, so those are, are some of the alternatives for you. But obviously, this is a property uh, podcast as well uh, as money. So I'm obviously going to talk about the, the attractiveness of investing in property using leverage to buy a property. So I've got to talk about that. Now, mortgage affordability rules have been relaxed by the Bank of England, as I said. Uh, this, this is a so-called stress test uh, that required mortgage lenders to calculate whether a borrower applying for a mortgage could still afford that mortgage if rates went up by 3%. And that didn't happen since they brought this in. Uh, this, this goes back to sort of 2014, and rates have never jumped that high. So they've kind of relaxed that rule. Um, so it might make, um, it might help borrowers who previously found it difficult to get a mortgage, like freelance workers, um, self-employed, um, you know, it might help them. Uh, but other rules, there's still rules in place. I don't think lenders are going to immediately uh, you know, start throwing money around uh, because they're, they're being a bit more careful than that at the moment. Uh, but it has been a barrier for borrowers. It made life difficult. You know, they, they got rid of all of the uh, things like self-certification mortgages where you could certify your own income. Uh, they've got rid of that. They've, you know, there's very few 9,500% schemes around. I did, I did tell you about one about a week ago. Um, but, you know, I don't think they're going to immediately change this. But, you know, lenders still have to have strict guidelines as, as to how many uh, borrowers they can have with four time, 4.5 times the borrower's salary mortgages. So there are these still, still restrictions imposed by the FCA, Financial Conduct Authority. So, so just, just watch out for that. Now, property prices, as I said, could fall if, if there is uh, a recession, interest rates keep going up, property prices could fall back a bit. But they've always come back in the long run. And, and property prices falling, falling, frankly, is great news for, for property investors because it means there's, it becomes more of a, a, a buyer's market rather than a seller's market. In the last few years, you wanted to buy a property, they're kind of putting you on a waiting list, you know. Um, but this, there's very different areas of the UK. And, and I've already mentioned the, UK, the, the Northeast, where you can pick up properties at £30,000. And, and those, those prices don't fluctuate too much. They are going up, actually because there's a lot of money being pumped into that part of the country under the government levelling up scheme. But then you've got London and the southeast, where you know, houses are half a million upwards and that sort of thing. Um, so they're very different areas. And, and um, you know, the, the, the parts of London have gone up sharply and come down a bit, but they still always recover. There's always jobs in these parts of the world. The, the economy is strong, strong, stronger. In, in, in the London and the Southeast and it is in the North. But you've got to take your choice, really. If you're looking for income, then maybe uh, a property up in the Northeast yielding 10% is, is the right thing for you, uh, but it's not going to give you huge growth that you would get on a property in, in London or the, or the Southeast. But look, if you want to find out more about how to invest in property, how to get started, uh, then there is a free training coming up next week. Uh, I think it's next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, free training, beginners, property secrets, learn from experts. Uh, it's designed for those who are starting out and, and want to, to get started in property but don't quite know how, or people who think that the only way to, to get started in property is if you've got to have a lot of money. Not true, not true, not true. You can uh, get started in property with no money. You can certainly acquire properties with no money down. There are lots of techniques for that. 
You can control property and earn money from property without even buying it. Options, rents, rent. There are lots of different schemes out there to help you get started in property. Rent to own is another uh, method where you might be able to get on the property ladder. I talked about this in my six tips to get on the property ladder. I'll put a link up for that. But look, if you want to join this free training next week, um, lots of my clients have. I don't even run the thing, I just pass it on to somebody. But lots of people have found it useful. And who knows, you could be the next success story. You could be my next success story who goes from zero to property millionaire in the next five years. Who knows? I've seen people do it much faster than that, actually. I've seen people come behind me who started with nothing and overtake them. Suddenly they've got 30 or 40 properties and good luck to them. You know, they're building their own future. So let's not get stuck in this um, recession mindset that it's all over. You know, Britain always recovers. Property always recovers. Even if the stock market goes down, that's the time to, to pick up bargain shares and, and things will recover. You've got to have faith in, in the Western economy, even though there's lots of problems in the world. There's wars, there's food shortages, there's famines, you know. But look, oil prices have come down, right? So we, we have got some good news to report. And, and as I said, if property prices drop, to me, that's good news. That's not bad news. It actually helps people get on the ladder and it helps investors get a better yield on, on their money. But now's the time to learn about property investing so that when things change, you're, you're, you're in the zone, right? You, you know what's going on. You're not waking up three years time saying, oh, property prices fell. I should have bought something. No, because you'll be with getting around people that, that know about these things. You'll be in groups that tell you, look, come on now, let's do something here. Um, there's lots of joint ventures going on as well in, in these, these training groups. So to get in there, it just, it's, a, it's a free free training, virtual training. You've got nothing to lose, everything to gain. So to do that right now, register your interest and, uh, and, and I wish you good luck in your property investing journey. But if property is not for you, that's fine. Carry on doing what you're doing and, and just keep listening to my podcast. Keep sharing, liking, all that sort of stuff. So thanks for listening. Have a, have a great day wherever you are and do join that free training. I'm sure you will not regret it. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 